0: Should the Dallas Cowboys consider moving Micah Parsons back to off the ball linebacker now that Leighton Van Rush is out? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. On. Locked on. Cowboys.
0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. Landon, we're still licking our wounds a little bit from the Cowboys. Week 5 loss to the 49ers. Uh, but we've got some Twitter questions today that maybe will cheer us up a little bit.
1: <laughs> probably, probably not, probably. though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Uh, all right. So we've got like 17 different people asking, should the Cowboys wow. move Micah Parsons to linebacker now that Leighton Van Resch is out? The official word from the team is that Vaneresh suffered a neck injury. Seems likely that he's going to go on the injured reserve list. We saw a report from Calvin Watkins that said he could be out four to six weeks. Uh, I, I just get the feeling this is going to be something that's a little bit longer than that. Yeah. What do you do here?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like that's what they want to do. It sounds like they are planning on on having Micah play a little bit more linebacker. Um, I I think it makes some sense, you know, in the sense that it's the best chance you have at getting any kind of decent linebacker play. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I I think if given their druthers, uh, they would prefer to, you know, have a a quality, you know, street linebacker or or maybe make a trade there. Uh, And maybe they do anyways, maybe they still sign a veteran and they play Micah Moore at linebacker, but, um, I just don't know that there's anyone that is on the street that's necessarily going to make the kind of positive impact that you need at the position, the way that Micah could, if he was put back there, obviously that takes away from uh, you know, your ability to, to rush the passer uh, with Micah all the time. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, you should be able to find ways to kind of still give him plenty of snaps as a pass rusher. You still have lots of depth there. So um you know, it's it's a plan to try to leverage your pass rush depth uh, to help you at linebacker. Um, is there a sacrifice? Is there a, 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 you know, a setback to the pass rush because of this that will be, remain to be I seen? Mean, yes. Uh, you, when
0: you don't have Parsons rushing the passer, it's going to hurt. However, there's still going to be. I have no doubt that Parsons is still going to get no, twenty-five yeah. to thirty
1: rushes a game. He's going to still get his rushes. I I, I have no doubt. In fact, if anything, I imagine that this, uh, if anything, this is going to put a lot more load on on Parsons. I just think he's probably going to play more snaps than he probably did previously did. Yeah. Maybe you reduce the number of pass rush snaps by five or six, and then he plays ten to fifteen more linebacker snaps. Yeah, you know, maybe more. Um, so. Uh, I, I think that that is likely to happen. Um, I don't know how much I love it, but I also don't, I also totally understand why they feel yep. like they need to do that uh, based on the situation
0: that they're in. Uh, so a couple of things here before we even talk about Parsons to linebacker. They, they've they just kind of been decimated at this position already with the Vander Esch injury. You lost your third-round rookie in preseason in DeMarvio Overshone. Um, that, that hurts. You also lost Devin Harper, who was – you're what your linebacker three, linebacker four. You tried to sneak him onto the practice squad. You lost him to the Bengals. You cut Jabril Cox in the you know before the season started. Didn't think he was gonna make the teams or didn't believe he was good enough to make the team. Maybe try to sneak him on the practice squad. He got gobbled up by Washington. That's four linebackers that you've lost now in the last month and a half. It's 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 hard to come back from that. On the roster right now, Damone Clark, you're just gonna see a big uptick in snaps from him. Malik Jefferson going to be signed to the active roster. I can almost bet that Uh, you've got Marquise Bell as kind of this hybrid safety linebacker. I think if the Cowboys make a move for a veteran, whether it's a signing or a trade, it's not to get a starting caliber linebacker because number one, teams aren't trading away those guys. You're getting somebody who can basically fill that number three or number four spot, you know, probably a depth, you know, special teamer on some other team. But, like, if you're thinking you're going to go out and get Bobby Wagner or something like that, like, that's just not happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, Bobby Wagner's not available right now. No. Uh, Yeah, it's – you're filling holes. I mean, it's not – you're not proving the spot. You're not, not, you know, getting better at linebacker Mm -hmm. this week. Uh, it's it's you know filling holes. Unfortunately,
0: it, it, it maybe something happens over the next two weeks. You know, when we get a little bit closer to the deadline, and some of these teams start to you know fall off a little bit. Maybe like Minnesota, who you know now that they lost Justin yeah. Jefferson, maybe they'd be open to trading a linebacker. But even then, I Cowboys honestly don't have a lot of capital to give up. Like they're not going to give up a top one hundred pick for a rental linebacker, and they've kind of traded away all their other like late assets because of the Trey Lance move, the jump and Hankins move trading up for Eric Scott, they kind of just have to roll with who you have right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of the, uh, the situation is the Cowboys have emptied out their, their available, ca- you know, trade kind of, uh, uh powder, you know, it's, they didn't, yep. their powder is not dry as far as a uh, trade capital goes. So, uh, they and 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 for a team that you know we're not exactly sure what the future holds. We I don't know if you want to start handing out fourth or higher around grade you know a uh, uh, draft picks. So no, you, you uh, should I, yeah. not for a I, linebacker I think, at least. Not no for no, no, no. And so I think the Cowboys you know uh, are are basically kind of in a situation where they're going to have to make do. Uh, with with what's available and what they've got on their roster.
0: And we should also mention, like, the Cowboys really like Overshawn quite a bit. They like, drafted him in the third round. He looked yeah. awesome in the preseason. So they know, like, or at least the hope, is that Damone Clark and Overshawn are your future at the linebacker position. Leighton Van Resch still has a year left on his deal. We'll, we'll get to that when we get there. But I don't think you want to trade away a third-round pick to just add another body for a year. We'll see. The Cowboys clearly like Malik Jefferson. Now he struggled a little bit in this game, but I think he's going to see an increase in snaps. And you mentioned with Parsons, like I just think there's a chance now he plays 90% of the snaps in any given game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's, he's going to get less rest because he's going to have to you know play more linebacker and he's going to, his off time up from defensive line is going to be not on the bench, but probably off the ball. Which we saw um, in Tampa Bay last year. Like the
0: Cowboys yeah. are, they, they've done this. Like, it's, this isn't anything super new to them. They did this in the playoff game last year and it worked pretty well, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I, I, my concern is the long term of it, right? Is that now you're playing 10 plus games of that kind of snap count. That's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's a young player, though. So, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it.
0: All right, Lane, let's talk about the wide receivers a little bit, specifically Michael Gallup. And Jalen Tolbert next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals and all in prices, views from your seat in their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the work out of buying tickets. I was actually looking at Game Time today because I'm thinking about going to watch Giants. Bills on Sunday Night Football this week because why not? Why not? If you can go watch Daniel Jones get sacked eleven times, it seems like a, a good opportunity, especially when the tickets are this uh, cheap. I love on the Game Time app it, that it shows you exactly how much you are going to pay, including the taxes and fees, and you know exactly what your your seats are going to look like. There is no surprises at all. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Lockdown NFL. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Again, create an account, use promo code LOCKED ON NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. Hosts Denetha Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, and your betting angles, and so much more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Layden, let's talk a little bit about Michael Gallup. There was several questions, uh, including one from Luke, who he said, do you think we should see more uh, of Jalen Tolbert
1: with Michael Gallup struggling? I, I mean, I th- cer- certainly think he can't help. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, uh, the question is, is whether Tolbert is actually going to be able to produce more than Gallup, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily – Case, I mean, I think that they're probably on similar playing fields at this point. But it would be good to get Tolbert opportunities and get him more reps out there because there's more upside. You feel like there's more, there's room. To I just grow think the trajectories, be trajectories are going in different ways, right? Yeah, now. sure. I think that's fair. Um, uh, I just don't know that Tolbert's immediately going to come in and provide you know probably better not. play than, than Gallup. Um, so, but I, I, but I think as far as the idea of like, let's get it, let's get some guys, you know, that have some, some ceiling on the, on the field so that they can improve. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and just gives you an opportunity for a guy that has a little bit of a different, uh, skill set than, than Gallup, uh, some opportunities to get on the field. I mean, honestly, anything that kind of, you know, mix it up a little bit in this offense, I think would be welcome. So, all right, just off the top, cause
0: I always have to do this. Dak Prescott did not play well. On Sunday, he didn't. I mean, no matter what you say, he struggled. But the interception that he threw to Michael Gallup was not his fault at all. He was, it was a blitz by the 49ers. Dak read it perfectly. His feet were set. He threw the ball where it needed to go. It was the right read, it was the right throw. And Michael Gallup let a much smaller cornerback cross his face and make a play on the football. If you're Michael Gallup and you're not, somebody who's creating separation on a consistent basis, you're not providing big plays down the field. You can't let a defender out muscle you like that. It's just one of those things like, and I hate to compare him to Michael Irvin, but there's no way that Michael Irvin would ever let that ball get intercepted. If you can't do that, I don't know how Dak can trust you at
1: all on any route. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't let the corner cross your face, you know, uh, on a slant. Like that's just kind of basic slant running one on one. And uh, you know, I, I, I think for Tolbert, like you know, we'll. I think you'll see that as well, but I think it's for different reasons, right? Where like, you know, Gallup has no excuse. He's been a vet for several years. Tolbert, he's still learning, so you'll probably get some of the same stuff, but for different reasons. I mean, we're in More,
0: year six for Michael Gallup now.
1: Yeah. No doubt. Hey, listen. No doubt. There's there's no excuse there. So, uh, I, I think it's more just kind of these guys are probably at similar playing fields at this point. Um, but the difference is, is that where they're petted, right? And yeah. so that's why you probably put Tolbert out there to try to accelerate that uh, uh, that in, that increase that that incline to where he's going. Um, and and for Gallup, you know maybe. Uh, you know, a, a good portion of the pro- problem with Gallup is that, you know, we're forcing nine balls down the field on third and, you know, whatever to try to – and that's like our downfield attack to him. It's like – so, yeah, if if it's going to mean less of these kind of throwaway 50-50 ball uh, third down calls, then let's – yeah, let's kick But the, I, I don't even feel to like to this was a, on there.
0: this wasn't even like a 50-50 ball. Like that's exactly the type of no, – No, 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 that wasn't. Was. You're right. The interception
1: yeah. was absolutely Gallup's fault, yeah. 1,000% there's, I mean, that's it. Like you, you can't let a cornerback cross your face. I I guess what I'm saying is that if, if, if having Gallup on the field is like f- forcing you to feel like you need to call these 50, 50, uh, that wasn't the case, but in other no, no, situations, yes. these 50 down the field, then then like get him off the field because that's just not a good play call right now. Yeah. Uh, and if that's your, like your, uh, uh, example of of attacking down the field then you know we've got problems yeah well and
0: the other problem that we have here and again we've got several people asking this question including Shane he wants to know why isn't Brandon Cooks more involved we talked about this last week we said the reason that you go out and get Brandon Cooks is for a game like this we're now we're going into week six and Brandon Cooks has 77 yards on the season
1: yeah I mean I don't see Brandon Cooks getting open a ton you know, um, I mean, I, I think that part of it is is when he there are times when he's open and Dak doesn't see him, and some of that is Dak's fault. Some of it is uh, that it takes a while for for Cooks to get open down the. I mean, just because it, it takes a while for any receiver to get open yeah. down the field, you have to develop the play, and, and Dak didn't have a ton of time throughout the night. Um, but I, you know, again, like it feels like we should be seeing more opportunities to scheme guys open like uh, uh, cooks. And there isn't, there is that isn't happening. Like the kind of designed plays that are going to cooks are like, you know, reverse to him. And like, yeah, uh, uh, we're not seeing any kind of daggers or dig routes inside or, you know, anything that's like having him break inside where he can catch the ball on the run. It's all like just nine routes and stop routes. And, you know, and, and it's just, I think the problem is, is that it's this is it looks ex- the offense looks exactly the same except they just added Brandon Cooks and they're not like actually running any plays to try to get him open or or try to free him up any more than anybody else. Uh, and so what he's basically become to come down to is, for the first few games, he was this guy who was stretching the defense vertically, but then off- offense is just basically, I mean, defense is basically stopped, you know, paying attention to that and and just yeah. kind of focused on on playing you know, what down in front of them and and if the Cowboys can't find a way to get the ball out so I mean part of the issue I have with what happened with San Francisco is that you know the Cowboys talked about trying to attack San Francisco downfield and then they went like you know four straight four of their first like eight plays were shots down the field that were terrible and then they just gave up after that you know it's so it's like I think that, you know, that, that they clearly have not found any consistency with attacking down the field, despite having CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. And that's frustrating, you know, because those are guys that that have shown the ability to make plays down the field. And, you know, look, even when they try, uh, uh, you know, the first play of the game, I see people trashing Schoonmaker, and I totally understand, you know, he hasn't had great numbers, but you see him get up the field on a corner route on the very first play of the game. And Dak misses him by like six yards high. So yeah. it's like, it's not always just like, you know, guys getting open that are the issue. It's, it's, it's the kind of trying to triangulate, triangulate the problem between uh, Dak missing the receiver, the receiver not getting open, and Dak not having enough time to get to the receiver when he's open
0: everything just feels so clunky about this offense right now. Like there's nothing smooth. It doesn't feel like there's anything they can rely on or hang their hats on at all. Right. Like it's just, it's such a struggle right now for them to even put it together. A first down. Like we saw in the first half, like it was a win when the Cowboys could get a first down. And that's just, you can't do that. And I, I know they've played some good defenses, including the jets and the, the, you know, the 49ers and even the Patriots had a good defense before some of the injuries, but It shouldn't look this hard. And I do wonder, like, if the Cowboys come out and they struggle on offense again against the Chargers, I think these wide receivers are going to be furious during the bye. I mean, Brandon Cooks is off to the worst start of his career. CeeDee Lamb has four catches in each of the last three games. I think 16 total targets in the last three games. Michael Gallup has three games now where he has 15 or fewer yards. Like, nothing in this offense looks crisp
1: yeah and i mean look you know we could talk about the play callers too all we want but uh, i mean i i'm here to tell you like Dak has got a problem with his accuracy early in games and and yeah. this is this has become an issue for i don't know two years now at least where Dak is too hyped for these big games and he throws hot on these on a lot of these routes early and and you know it's fine to say that he settles down and 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 that he gets into the rhythm of the game and then he ends up having a big game but in situations like this it's not you know like you've got you you're playing a, a, you can't get down you, you, you're you're playing a, a, an incredible defense that also happens to have a great offense and you can't just give away a quarter of your offensive drives like that's basically what the cowboys did it doesn't really matter how many interceptions they threw they gave a quarter a quarter's worth of drives away to san francisco because they couldn't, you know, complete a simple pass. They they, they had guys getting open, and Dak couldn't get them the football. And it's just, uh, I, I mean, this is my main frustration with the way Dak is playing right now. In general, is that well, there's two things now. That is that I feel like we need crisp Dak early in these games, or the whole offensive game script gets thrown off if they get behind. And that's not just the defense's fault at some point, right? Yeah. And then we have to, and more important than us having to, Dak needs to accept that he is not the athlete that he, that he was That's the previous biggest to the one for injury me, honestly. and that he, and that he cannot, he's got to find another way to produce off script because the way he's trying to produce off script since the injury is not working anymore. And an aspect of his game that was a positive when he was younger has now turned into a net negative. And when, you can't run your scripted plays properly and you can't run off script plays off properly. You have no chance to beat a good defense that has an offense. That's going to put pressure on your, your offense to score.
0: All right, Lane, let's answer one more Twitter question, including are the Cowboys building their team the wrong way? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spread, player props, over-unders, and so much more. I've been telling you guys that I love futures bets. You can bet on like the Cowboys' win total, which I believe is 105 Right now on FanDuel, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Landon, our last question here comes from Carter, and this is a really good one. He says, the Cowboys feel like a team that is built to play with a lead over the last few years. Yes, that's correct. But they don't seem resilient when the game script goes against them early. Is that a roster issue or a scheme issue? And should they look to build themselves differently? Uh,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a roster issue because we've seen the same group of players be very good in two minute and and you know comeback situations before. Dak has been very good in these situations. Um, I don't know that it's a. I don't know that it's a scheme thing either because I I just don't know like how a scheme, like, I, I just don't think that that's a thing that, that can limit you from being a good comeback team. Like that we've seen good West coast teams. Game, I, I mean, I just, I just think that this team isn't good at it. You know, like I, I, I think that, that they, they are pressing too much. Uh, and then when uh, those I think the problem is that the the situation uh, with the offense is already so tight windowed at times that when they have to play tight and things tighten up even more when they're behind uh, and Dak's going to push the ball and be aggressive with it, uh, they take too many chances and and, and when you uh, can't rely necessarily on your wide receivers to convert tough situations or or contested catches on a regular basis, you can't you know rely on your as you said, wide receiver to beat the cornerback the to the spot, and you, you can't rely on, on your uh, 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 you know, tight end or whoever to, to come down with the ball when they put it in their hands, then uh, it, it becomes more and more difficult. And listen, playing from behind is not easy when you're playing against a very, very good team. Uh, I think the Cowboys have shown you that, right? Well, and like I get, the 49ers one is different because the 49ers – they're like the Cowboys
0: in which once they get a lead on you, it's almost impossible to come back against them, especially with their ground attack. Like they're just so good. But like when you play the Cardinals and you get behind nine zero or whatever, like you shouldn't let things just snowball from that point. Like you've got to have a little bit of mental toughness to be like, okay, just play our game and we'll be fine. But it seems like the Cowboys go the other
1: way and they just start to press on both sides of the ball. Well, I mean, again, yeah, uh, the, the Cardinals, they were missing three offensive linemen, and so they when were. they got down, when they got down, it became very easy to drop eight and and pressure the Cowboys with with you know three uh, guys if they need to. Right, but
0: I can excuse the offense a little bit more in on that one. The defense is the one that really bothers sure, me in that game. Sure. It feel, yes, you had a bad couple drives to start the game, but you're so much more talented than this Cardinals team. And then it just felt like they they were so off balance; they didn't know what to do. I think the Cardinals had four or five more scoring
1: drives the rest of that game. Look, I mean, as pissed as everyone is, at Dak and the offense, I mean, the, the, I mean, the people that you guys should be the most mad at is the pass rush. That's what's supposed to be the best part of this team. And they went against an offensive line that, you know, that was the weakness of the San Francisco team. The way to win that game was to pressure Brock Purdy and they absolutely did nothing, you know, and, and, Uh, You you, you can point to to Trent Williams. He's one of five guys. Uh, And the Cowboys have three to four guys that you are, you know, hoping to be Pro Bowl type performances as as far as pass rush goes. And you got nothing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think as far as like, you know, concerns about, you know, whether the roster is the scheme, I, I mean, you need your good players to play better football. I think that that's let's start there. You, I think when you're, when you're behind, I, you need you need your superstars to play above and beyond in order to come back. And I just feel like we haven't seen that, uh, especially we haven't seen it at all on the offensive side of the ball. But we're used to seeing it on the defensive side of the ball, and we're not even seeing we didn't even see that last week.
0: I believe the defensive ends total: Mike, Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Fowler, Armstrong combined for four pressures on Sunday.
1: That's you're why, not going to uh, win. There you go. You know that's how you lose. Yeah. If you got a, pr- a pressure-based it, defense and you can't get pressure, guess what? Brock Purdy's going to be able to sit back there and deal. And that's what he did. That's the that you know that's the funny thing is that we we went into this game so nervous about the the Cowboys being unable to stop the run. That wasn't a problem. No, or that wasn't the well. problem, that's for sure. The problem was that Brock Purdy had all day to throw the ball to whoever he wanted. Uh and and that was not an outcome that I think many of us expected. It,
0: and even when he was pressured, he was able to step up in the pocket and make throws. The Cowboys quarterback for this game just didn't do that. I, there was a couple plays in this game where the pocket's actually pretty clean. And I was thinking of there was a third down play that, that Dak took the sack. Uh, Fred Warner got the sack on the left-hand side. Terrence Steele and Tyron both buried their guys on the edge. And there was a clean pocket in the middle. Instead of stepping up and you know trying to make a play that way, Dak drifted back in the pocket to his left. And he couldn't even throw the ball away because there was a guy right into his face. If he just steps up, there's probably somebody open in the middle of the field. Maybe you don't even get the first down, but at least you're not taking a 10-yard sack, and now you're punting the ball from your end zone. It's just those little things they've got to clean up if they want to get back on track.
1: Yep, absolutely. Right. I mean, it's a lot, but they got to do it, honestly.
0: Yeah. All right, that is it for today's show. As you can tell, we're very, very excited and optimistic about this team. One of the uh, One of the more... Pressing shows we've done in a while. Uh, uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> that's all right. We'll 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 get back. We'll uh, this is a big game on Monday. Let's just say that. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, especially with the Cowboys going into a buy, it's a it's a pretty big one for Dallas. Make sure that you're checking out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow.